to the broadcast. Speak my word, it's a bomb of the king. The host is Shannon Davis. And we are living in the time of the end. King Riders. We have ignition. We will be reading tonight from the King James Edition. Jesus told us to preach the gospel, cast out devils and lay hands on the sick. If you are not obeying him, you better act quick. He is coming back and we will all give a report. So obey Jesus so you don't come up short. Folks, you're in the prime of your life and so am I. What we're going to do for the Lord, let's get started on. Because we're all running out of time. Even if the Lord tarries, sooner or later you and I are going to kick the bucket and then it'll be a mood issue. So let's begin today. Lord, I'm here. Until you call me home, what can I do for you? Put me where you need me the most. Now that's really the best way we can pray. God's looking for people that say, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Welcome aboard tonight. We're live. We're going to have another live program at, uh, let's see, 10 o'clock Eastern with Michael W. Smith. I had another guest scheduled tonight, but they're in surgery. They couldn't make it tonight. And um, we've got a full schedule for you coming up. We're going to pick up where we left off last time. I'm sorry, we've um, it's been about a week since we've done Speak My Word. We're going to continue tonight, 1 Samuel chapter 26. Let's pray. Father Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you for this opportunity to be alive, God. We thank you that you said you will never leave nor forsake us. We thank you for your word, that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. That you change not. That you're not double-minded. Although we are at times, and people try to change your word. Your word will stand when the earth is on fire. We thank you tonight. Bless people coming out tonight. I want to thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 26. Now the prophet Samuel has just recently died. And it says, And the Ziphites came unto Saul to Gibeah, saying, Doth not David hide himself on the hill of Hashilah, which is before Jeshimon? Then Saul rose and went down to the wilderness of Ziph, having 3,000 chosen men of Israel. Stand by one second. Okay. Then Saul rose and went down to the wilderness of Ziph, having 3,000 chosen men of Israel with him to seek David in the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul pitched in the hill of Hashilah, which is before Jeshimon, by the way, but David abode in the wilderness, and he saw that Saul came after him into the wilderness. David therefore sent out spies, 
and understood that Saul was come in very deed. Now David has already confronted Saul before, could have slayed him, went up there and cut off a piece of his garment, took his sword, later apologized for it, but he wanted to prove to the king that God had delivered him in his hands if he wanted to kill him, but it was a test. God didn't want him to kill King Saul, and David's letting him know that. I'm not here trying to do you harm, O king. I've been a faithful servant. Why are you seeking to kill me? Paraphrase, and Saul asked his apology and went back, but David had a spirit of discernment. He knew that that may be Saul today, but tomorrow he may have to be running for his life. And of course, uh, in the last episode, he did leave with his men, and for a while they were over there um, on another man's land and protecting his flocks and his shepherds. And they just asked for some from food from Nabal. And Nabal rebuffed him and mocked him, threw him under the bus, and David was so angry. He set out, I'm just going to kill him and kill everything that pisseth against the wall. That's what the word of God used. Pisseth against the wall. All the menfolk, kill everything. And Abigail, I believe it was, right? Nabal's wife came and interceded. David repented. He thanked her for her kindness. The plans were canceled to do Nabal harm. Word got back to Nabal. God turned him basically into a uh, his heart into a stone. He died hours later. Heart attack, stroke, whatever. He was smote by God. God smote him. And Abigail, who's now a widow woman, David uh, proposed to her and said, come get on my mule and let's go. And he let out a shout. So, fast forward Saul is still looking to do David evil. David therefore sent out spies and understood that Saul was coming very deep. And David arose, verse 4, and came to the place where Saul had pitched. And David beheld the place where Saul lay. And Abner the son of Ner, the captain of the host, and Saul lay in the trench. And the people pitched round about him. Then answered David and said to Abimelech the Hittite, and to Abishai the son of Zeruai, brother to Joab, saying, who will go down with me to Saul to the camp? And Abishai said, I will go down with thee. So David and Abishai came to the people by night. Behold, Saul lay sleeping with a trench, and his spear stuck in the ground at his bolster. But Abner and the people lay round about him. Then, did, then said Abishai to David, God hath delivered thine enemy into thine hand this day. Now therefore let me smite him, I pray thee, with the spear even to the earth at once. And I will not smite him the second time. In other words, I will kill this guy with one strike. David said to Abishai, destroy him not. For who can stretch forth his hand against Yahovah's anointed and be without guilt? David said furthermore, as Yahovah liveth, Yahovah shall smite him, or his day shall come to die, or he shall descend into battle and perish. Yahovah forbid that I should stretch forth mine hand 
against Yahovah's anointed. But I pray thee, take thou now the spear that is at its bolster and the cruise of water and let us go. So David took the spear and the cruise of water from Saul's bolster and they got them away and no man saw it nor knew it. Neither awake, for they were all asleep because a deep sleep from Yahovah was fallen upon them. And David went over to the other side and stood on the top of a hill far off, a great space being between them. And David cried to the people and to Abner the son of Ner, saying, Answerest thou not, Abner? Then Abner answered and said, Who art thou that thou criest to the king? David said to Abner, Art not thou a valiant man? And who is like to thee in Israel? Wherefore then hast thou not kept thine lord the king? For there came one of the people in to destroy the king thy lord. This thing is not good that thou hast done, as Jehovah liveth. Speaking Abner, you are worthy to die, because ye have not kept your master, Jehovah's anointed. In other words, he wasn't standing guard, or didn't have men standing guard. They were all asleep. You're always supposed to have somebody uh, posted on guard duty. And now see where the king's spear is, and the cruise of water that was at his bolster. And Saul knew David's voice and said, Is this thy voice, my son David? David said, It is my voice, my lord, O king. And he said, Wherefore doth my lord thus pursue after his servant? For what have I done? Or what evil is in thine in mine hand? Now therefore I pray thee, let my lord the king hear the words of his servant. If Yahovah have stirred thee up against thee, me, let me accept an offering. Let him accept an offering. Excuse me. But if they be the children of men, cursed be they before Yahovah, for they have driven me out this day from abiding in the inheritance of Yahovah, saying, Go serve other gods. Now therefore, let not my blood fall to the earth before the face of Yahovah. For the king of Israel has come out to seek a flea, as when one doth hunt a partridge in the mountains. And you don't go hunting for a, um, a pigeon with a 30-odd six either. Too much weapon. I'll never forget. First hunting trip I ever went on. I got to go on a few not as many as I would have liked to with my father because he was a great hunter. Dad hunted his whole life. That was one of his prides and joys. And my brother and I, I think I was about 17. My brother was 15. We were visiting Dad. And I think we were on a Christmas break and Dad said, I'm going to take you all boys hunting. And he took us down to, I don't know, it was somewhere like Little Wissy, Georgia. He lived in Jacksonville at the time, but he would go up towards Georgia in between that and you know Atlanta and there would be hunting grounds and we went out to do some deer hunting and also hog hunting and dad put us up in this um, in these tree stands that was this ladder and you climb this ladder and you pop up through this hole in a platform and there's a seat there and a seat belt and you strap the thing on your waist so you don't follow the tree and you get up there and your position looking down at the end of this field where there's a feeder and they would feed like corn and you know different uh, deer feed out there to draw on the deers and you get out there 
before daybreak when it's dark and you're supposed to be very quiet and you get up there and we were stationed uh, about a I don't know half a mile from each other me and one stand and my brother somewhere else my dad was on the ground in the woods and uh, I didn't know what the heck I was doing Dad gave me did he give me a, I think he gave me a 270 not a 30 out 6 he had the 30 out 6 he gave me a 270 and gave me um, about six rounds and he assumed I knew how to operate it and, and it turned out I did he had given me a BB gun when I was uh, five years old I had a Tupperware container with BBs and I would go around and shoot things shut a window out one time shut my brother in the fanny it didn't go too well for me my grandmother copper, uh, confiscated my BB rifle well Anyway, fast forward. I'm sitting up in the stand. I didn't see anything out there. Hours go by. I'm bored. All of a sudden, I saw something moving out there. It was an armadillo. So not thinking, I just chambered around and and shot that thing. And I, I think I hit it once or twice. Those things got bulletproof armor just about. I didn't kill it. You got to shoot that thing in the head. And then I saw a pigeon too. I shot one of those too. Shot at it. I was bored. Then the day the cars pulled up, picked me up. Hey, son, you must get hit. You got you a buck. And they look around. There's no deer. Now, dad, just an armadillo out there. I was shooting at. Oh man. Well, of course, I was scaring off the deers, you know, in their vicinity too. Because you're out there in the boondocks, you know, and the, the gunshot. Just echoes. That really didn't have much to do with our thing tonight, but I was just thinking about it. You know, like sending an army out to hunt after a partridge, you know. It was a bit of overkill. What we did. It turns out my brother shot at some pigeons too. <laughs> Actually, I think he, no, he shot at an armadillo and killed it. Shot it in the head. Dave was like, hey, I'm a flea here. What are you doing? You're searching for me. It's like when one hunts a partridge in the mountains. You don't go all the way to the mountains to shoot a partridge. It's just a waste of manpower. And What are you doing? Then said Saul, I have sinned. Return my son David, for I will no more do thee harm, because my soul was precious in thine eyes this day. In other words, you spared my life. Behold, I played the fool and have erred exceedingly. And David answered and said, Behold, the king's spear, and let one of the young men come over and fetch it. And Yahovah rendered to every man his righteousness and his faithfulness. For Yahovah delivered thee into my hand today, but I would not stretch forth mine hand against Yahovah's anointed. And behold, as thy life was much set by this day in mine eyes, so let my life be much set by in the eyes of Yahovah. And let him deliver me out of all the tribulation. David's going through his own form of tribulation. Trials. Persecutions. Testing. Yea, all those in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Are you in Christ Jesus tonight, am I? Well, then count on persecution. Blessed are they when they are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For great is their reward in heaven. Isn't that what it says, paraphrased? There's a reward when we're persecuted for the Lord. 
Just don't get persecuted for doing something stupid, like committing a crime. Tribulation. He was going through tribulation. Now there is a great tribulation coming. And it looks like according to the Shemitah cycles, the next window of opportunity might be 2029 or 30. Go over and listen to the interview with Mark Biltz, Janie Duvall. Makes a lot of sense to me. We weren't taught God's reckoning of time coming up. I didn't know what a Shemitah was. We didn't honor the Shabbat according to God's Sabbath. We thought it was Sunday. Who made that one up? The Catholic Church did. And in their writings, they say that's their mark of ecclesiastical authority to change God's times and seasons. They change the Sabbath. That doesn't mean it's changed with God. That's a cult religion anyway. People worshiping Mary. Let me get back on track here. We're reading from 1 Samuel 26, verse 25. Then Saul said to David, Blessed be thou, my son David. Thou shalt both do great things, and also also shalt still prevail. So David went on his way, and Saul returned to his place. Now I think that's the second time, or more, that David has spared Saul's life. The first time when he went over there and had his sword and a piece of his garment, this time he got his spear and his bolster of water. How many more times, King, do I got to prove to you that I'm not here to hurt you? Get off my back. I'm your servant. But you're trying to kill me. And David said in his heart, chapter 27, I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. There's nothing better for me than I should speedily escape into the land of the Philistines, and Saul shall despair of me to seek me any more in any coast of Israel, so shall I escape out of his hand. David had come to the conclusion that, look, Saul doesn't keep his word. He just made a promise, tomorrow he'll be hunting me again, and one of these days I'm not going to be saved. Saul will keep hunting for me until I perish. I might as well go over into the land of the Philistines. He won't be looking for me there. David arose, and he passed over with 600 men that were with him unto Achish, the son of Maok, king of Gath. And David dwelt with Achish at Gath, he and his men, every man with his household, even David, with his two wives, Abinoam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail the Carmelitess, who was Nabal's wife. She was a widow, so he married her. And it was told Saul that David was fled to Gath. And he sought no more again for him. Well, David was right. David said unto Achish, If I now, if I have now found grace in thine eyes, let them give me a place in some town in the country that I may dwell there. For why should thy servant dwell in the royal city with thee? Then Achish gave him Ziklag that day, wherefore Ziklag pertaineth unto the kings of Judah unto this day. And the time that David dwelt in the country of the Philistines was a full year and four months. Wow. 
And David and his men went up and invaded the Geshurites and the Gezrites and the Malachites. For those nations were of old the inhabitants of the land, as thou goest unto Shur, even unto the land of Egypt. And David smote the land, and left neither man nor woman alive. He took the sheep, and the oxen, and the asses, and the camels. They did have camels back then. And the apparel, and returned and came to Achish. And Achish said, Whither have you made a road today? And David said, In other words, where, where were you at today? Where have you went this time? What adventures? What battles? And David said, Well, against the south of Judah, and against the south of Dramalites, and against the south of the Kenites. And David saved neither man nor woman alive to bring tidings to Gath, saying, Lest they should tell, tell on us, saying, So did David, and so will this be the manner all the while he dwelt in the country of the Philistines. And Achish believed David, saying, He hath made his people Israel utterly to abhor him. Therefore he shall be my servant forever. Now that's the intent of this Philistine king. But that's not God's plans. And it came to pass in those days, chapter 28, that the Philistines gathered their armies together for warfare to fight with Israel. And Achish said unto David, Know thou assuredly that thou shalt go out with me to battle, thou and thy men. We're going to stop right there. We went up through, uh, we did chapter 26, 27. So here, here it is. The time has come where the Philistine king is going to want David and his 600 men to go to war against his own country and against his own king, King Saul. And this is going to be the make it or break it. This will be the real test for David. And we'll see his response in the next program. Thank you for tuning in. Father God, thank you for your word. Your word doeth forever. Bless everyone that's come out today. Forgive us of our sins, God. Back to the very first thought, word, deed, gesture, action. Bless everyone that's tuning in tonight. We plead the blood of Jesus over everyone in Jesus' name. Um, Michael Smith coming up next. I just want to say thank you to everybody who has tuned in and also those who have supported the program over the years. You are the reason we have gotten this far. For anyone who's ever supported this program, you have fruit, I think, in something great. With your help, we got this far. And uh, I want to thank you again for that. If God puts in your heart to support this program, at any time you can go and do so at OmegaManRadio.com. And uh, keep us lifted up in prayer as we're praying for you. A lot of people out there that need some miracles tonight. We all need some miracle in our life. And Father God, you know the needs out there tonight. Some people need a home, a business, a job, a help meet, a healing for their body, clear directions on their next move, an open door for ministry. God, I'm asking that you would meet all of our needs according to your riches and glory. Help us all, God, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, love and appreciate you. Let's uh, close with a song, and then Michael W. Smith uh, coming back. Hope you like that song, Peter Furler, I'm Alive.